This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a blessing to be in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are... Hallelujah. The Bible says, the continuation of that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said, you are then an ambassador. Wow. Can you imagine that the Bible says you are an ambassador? <laughs> to which country? <laughs> if any man be, next verse, all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Every Christian has a ministry of reconciliation. Next verse. And the Bible says to win that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word. So there is the ministry of reconciliation, there is the word of reconciliation. And we have been given both task now next verse now then we are ambassadors for christ <laughs> ask your neighbor what's your name then tell the person if the name is wale say ambassador wale how are you <laughs> glory to god <laughs> ambassador we don't need any worldly title. We're already titled by the kingdom. What a task. What a honor. For God to say, uh, we have seen the ambassador of America uh, and then some of the great countries of the earth, they live large. But the kingdom is superior. We represent an invisible kingdom. But we are visible. You want to see Jesus, tell them to look at you. For he lives in you. And first John 4, 17 says, Here is our Lord made perfect that my boldness in the day of judgment. For as he is, so are we in this world. These are pictures that you should see. I want to take it a step further what we started two weeks ago. Seeing from God's perspective. Before we take our seat, it's good to have the understanding that God and man don't always see the same thing. In 1 Samuel 16, I think verse 7, when Saul went to David's house and he wanted to anoint one of the sons of Jesse's house, rather, one of the sons of Jesse to be king, then he saw Eliab and was going to anoint Eliab. But the Lord said to Samuel, Sorry, this writing is tiny. Can you expand the lettering a little? We are not doing it like this before. Who is in charge of scripture today? May the Lord help you. 
but I've managed to read. It's, it, it, even here, it's quite, it used to be bigger than this. Maybe somebody should lay hands on the fellow there. Give us our old letters back. <laughs> but the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance or on his height or the height of his stature because I have refused him. You can reach somebody so highly out on the outside, but God has refused. This statement, I have, re I have refused him, is a very, very, it's not where I'm going today, but it's a strong statement. If there is anything you should not be, never be proud. The Bible says God resists the proud, but it gives grace to the humble. God could have said to Samuel, no, 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 this guy is not the one. This guy is not the one. He's different from I have refused him. I have refused me. I have considered him before now. And my conclusion is that he's a reject. I don't want him. And when you see something like this, so you will not think that God was, uh, wasn't fair to Eliab. The Bible will always give you an opportunity to peep into what will make God to say, I've rejected this person. If you read back and forth, you just want to discover later, it was Eliab that said to David that, who have you left the refuse sheep for? Now we come to look at the battle. But then they were all sons of the same father. In other words, you should be at home. We are the soldiers. When your sees an attitude like that, he rejects. He says, so I have refused him. But then, we are just considering the reason he gave. He said, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. You can have your seat. Hallelujah. God, thank you for standing for a while. God does not see as man sees. God does not see as man sees. So he said, for man looks at outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's word gives a lot of blessings out to people. Amen. I don't want to go there. So yesterday was election. Why is that when it's anytime there is election on one day, the following day, so people just stay at home. They only ask you to stay at home on Saturday. <laughs> it, is, it is well. When I was teaching on serving God on Wednesday, Wednesday was very explosive. One of the things, I'm going to add that to the day, fifth one in serving God acceptably is to serve God consistently. Do you know that a Christian that they have never made it to church? There has never been one particular eight Sundays that they made all the eight to church. There will be one Sunday that something will make them stay at home. And they've accepted it like that. Yes. One day I will talk about this. When there's a message, which I don't teach anyway, when there's a message on tithe, some will tithe, and then they stop. There are Christians who have been Christian for 20 years. There has never been any period of six months where they did not miss tithing. And the Bible says, in the morning, so you're saying, in the evening, do not withhold your hand. Consistency is part of it. And when we get there, I'm going to show you. It's not my message today. But maybe God wants somebody to just hear, this is all I will say about it. On that day, when Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, Darius was the king, then Darius, Daniel chapter 6. After Daniel was in the den of lion. The last word the king said to Daniel as they were taking him to the den. 
He said, may your God that you serve day and night. All of us know that you are consistent with this God. And early in the morning, when the king went to the mouth of the cave, he said, Daniel, servant of the living God, as your God that you serve day and night, continually able to deliver you, it's not enough to serve God. You must be consistent. Do you know there are Christians that have never had their devotion time thorough for 30 days? That they will not skip one day. This, if you are hearing me, and you are like that, and you have some issues, and the reason for the issues is that thing. That your inconsistency. You need to defeat it. You say you want to pray by 5 o'clock. You do it for 5 days. That you will not skip a day. It's like you need to understand it's not only God. Spiritual beings, spirit beings, don't joke with consistency. See, God is merciful and is kind. Thank God for the faith that we have and for the love of God. You see, for the guys on the other side, because there are some, I told there are some parallels in the realm of the spirits. Those who worship all kinds, let them fail to do ritual one. They pay dearly for it. Spirit beings don't take kindly to inconsistency. And it's part of some Christians. Just to be consistent is a problem. They are along the line. You need to change it if you are like that. You say you pray for six, then one day you will watch film till midnight and wake up later and not pray. Or your excuse is that no light in the morning. You have to be a consistent person. Whatever good thing you are doing in your life, you have to be consistent with it. Yes. Let it be that if the Lord shows up at any time, he will meet you in that place of appointment. Those are the people that God can depend on. He loves everybody, but he does not trust everybody. Trust must be held. When Abraham sacrificed, I then the angel said to Abraham, that now I know, as if they didn't know before. So there is a level you cross into where they declare over you from the realm above, that now we know. But till that time, and one of the things that will get you there is your consistency. Please be consistent. Be consistent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So, <laughs> God does not see as man sees. Man looks at outward appearance. Man sees things from the outside. And I said there is always a blessing in God's word. The Lord is not only telling us about how God views things. If you are in business or whatever you do, God is also helping you out. If you are in business, you are selling things to man, not God. And the Bible has told you how to catch men. The Bible says man looks at outward appearance. In other words, you might be a good person. In business, if the outward appearance of your business is wrong, man will not come. Maybe God will come. <laughs> Is someone blessed? Can you learn something from that? If you are a lady and you are not married, the Bible is trying to tell you something. That God sees the arts, but you are not planning to marry God. It's not a part of the message. I'm just helping somebody. That's what the Bible says. It's, an, it, it, it's, it's a solution. It's what they call origin. God is showing you that, see, the man I created, the man is drawn towards outward appearance. So if it's a shop, make the outward appearance beautiful. 
If you are a lady, let your outward appearance be good. Yes. So, if all you do, and I, I am serious on prayer, I love praying, and I always say, but if all you do is to pray, ear scattered, body odor, man looks at outward appearance, let them see you, let their head spin. Let me stop there. Even if you're a married person, all married women here, don't stop dressing well because you are married. Don't sit down in your sitting room wearing a direct. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me not start. Your husband has gone out all day long. He sees all kinds of ladies. You are just there. He comes home and you, you, there's nothing attractive about you. You will not, you only, you only, you, you only use to see some people, eh? <laughs> things that Antichrist will meet in your house and use. You buy things, buy good pep, use it once in a year, Christmas Day. When rapture happens, Antichrist will pack all of them and his people. I have a friend, he vowed that Antichrist will not meet anything new. So, this guy will buy a suit. On the day of buying, he will wear it that day. If he did by the following morning, he will just go to one office and visit somebody for time and come back and say, I want it. He said that when the trumpet sounds, when they come to my house, there's nothing new that I'm not used. If you dress for us, why am I going this way, sir? If you, 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 you are coming to church as a woman, that's when you dress very well. You are not married to us in the church. You are married to somebody at home. Look good at home. Look good. Man looks at outward appearance. Keep this. The Bible doesn't say anything about women. We don't know what you look at. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. So, everybody are watching, and they say that church, they are not serious there. That's what they are. <laughs> However, you tell what I'm saying, I am just telling you the truth from God's word. So, from anything you do, if you're a caterer, the packaging that talks about your, your, your product must be very good. Man looks at outward appearance. You run a restaurant. Man looks at outward appearance. Let it be very good and well garnished. Let it look good on the outside. It is true. Except your own. It is God that you are expected to come and eat there. Then you can, if it is God, deal with the hearts. They will come. But if it is man, outward appearance is important. Hallelujah. But the Bible says God does not say as man says. So in other words, man and God can look at the same thing. Their conclusions will not be the same. So we'll be talking about seeing from God's perspective. I want to show you something that will help. There are three things. Under another topic where I'm talking another service also is the same thing we look at from another angle. But let's look at three very important things. 
that they help to form the right picture. See, when we begin to pray, which I said at the beginning, when you pray, you are doing two things. You are causing the negative pictures to dissolve and the positive ones to stay. But prayer must lead to something. I want to show you something from God's word. Numbers 23, 19 is a scripture you know very well about the statement that Balaam made. Numbers 23, 19. I want us to see this very powerful scripture. God is not a man that should lie. So again, he's saying that God is not a man. That is not a man that should repent. As he said it, will he not do it? As he spoken, shall he not make it good? I'm interested in the next verse. This is where we are going. Next verse, please. I have received a commandment to bless. He had blessed. He had blessed. I cannot reverse it. Next verse. This is very great. He had not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord is God is with him. Callisto. And the shout of a king is among them. You see, you need to understand this panorama. This, this, this event, this is deep. Israel, oh Lord, help me. If I can get everyone in church, that's why I started deliberately with, with ambassadors. If you begin to pay attention to what God has called you and let it form a picture in you, you will live a victorious life on earth. What I'm saying this morning is one of the ways of having the right picture inside is to give attention to what God says about you, not what your environment or family or any other thing. And I want to use this story to paint this picture very clearly to understand that man's part. So when we pray, we are sending to God's perspective, God's way of saying, for instance, in Isaiah chapter 6. After Isaiah said in chapter 1, one to you, one to this, one to that, one to this, he declared one everybody. Until he said in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. When he saw the Lord, he said, now, one to me. <laughs> Before, one to Judah, one to Israel, one to this one. Even if you tap Isaiah from the back, he will look and say, one to you. One to everything and everybody. But the day he saw the king, he said, now, the final woe. <laughs> When you have not had an encounter with God, you criticize. All the people shouting, forming programs on social media, sitting down to bash people number one, they never touch a load with their finger. Their job, I told my son, you can be anything in life. Don't be critical. Don't be popular for what to criticize. Be popular for what you produce. Yeah. You know, cheap publicity. Just look for a popular person and begin to attack the person. You also become popular. Only that it will not last and it will destroy you at the end of the day. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. When you see the Lord, attention will be on you. The Lord will not ask you about other people. After resurrection, disciples were following Jesus. Peter said concerning John, he said, what shall this man do? Jesus told that it's none of your business if this man will remain till I come. That's why people still believe like John is still alive today. That's why people believe like John is still alive today. But Jesus didn't say we'll be alive. He just said that if I mean for this guy to be alive till I come back at second coming, what does that mean? He said, I have said to you, follow me. You know, Peter, why are you asking about John? I said you should follow me. That is your concern, not what will happen to someone else. 
You won't answer for anybody on the judgment day. So why should you put your nose in somebody's affairs? Oh, the way they've turned the church. Oh, what's happening? Oh, no, no, no. And that's where you spend your time. We shall not appear at the judgment seat of Christ. You answer for yourself. But if the Lord appears to you, he will ask you about you. Then you will know that you are not as holy as you think. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, sir. But something mighty in that is that chapter 6. You can project. They said, and the old, the cherubims, they were, they, were, they were shouting, said the old heart is full of his glory. Really? Isaiah saw the art, chapter 1 to 5, a chaotic art where iniquity was prevailing. But from God's perspective, their own conclusion was the old art is full of his glory. Isn't that amazing? That God looks at darkness and he says, no, I see light. Oh, Zuke Baristo. No wonder Gideon was hiding. He was hiding. If you saw Gideon, you will call him, you will call him a coward. He was hiding what he produced. And an angel appeared. The angel stood and he said, Hello, mighty man of valor. Mighty. Even Gideon told him that. Sorry, did you drink? Did you branch in one of the garages in Lagos or what? Before coming to divide the message. What did you drink? Mighty. And he gave him the CV. I'm the last born. My family is the last family. We are the smallest tribe. And in that smallest tribe, I am the last person in the tribe. So, Mr. Angel, I mean, I'm sure you drank something. The angel must have been like, they have you two read in our word that God does not see as man sees. Even you, you see yourself as a timid, weak person, but from the perspective we operate, we don't see a weak person, we see a mighty man of valor. Why? God does not define you by the past. He defines you by his purpose that he sees in you. Which you might have not touched with a finger. And God does not use future things that thou shalt become. No. Whatever he thinks you are going to become, he calls you by it already. Glory to God. He is the one that can look at a prostitute and say that here comes an evangelist. And God will not say thou shalt become an evangelist. He says, come evangelist. Isn't God wonderful? That's the Bible says that God who gives light to the dead. Calling the things that have been not. Oh. Am I getting that? This is supposed to be the last part next Sunday. <laughs> but one of the ways in which God causes the picture to come to reality is that he calls the things that be not. The things that be not. Ah. Oh God. Kaloste. You know the spirit of God is doing so much in the house today. The Lord will have me tell you this. Everybody look at me and those who are watching. God has given so much power to a man. The, the way God designed you, your focus is your future. Your focus is your results. So when they were in the wilderness and serpents began to bite the people, the Lord gave a warning. Normally, I think I've explained it here before. If you are standing somewhere in the grass, and you are beaten by serpent. Normal thing is that you are going to look. If you feel a pain here, you will bow down and look at it. But God gave them a different method. He said, anybody beaten by the serpent, don't look at the wound. Look at the pole. If you look at the wound, the wound increases. I see Christians. You are looking at the wounds in your life. You are looking at the disappointment in your life. When you look, 
and look, you stay there. There is a way to look in Bible way. You must always lift up your head. That means be detached from your environment. See something beyond your environment. Hallelujah. When Jesus fed the woman, when he was talking to the woman by the well of Samaria, and disciples went to get food. When they came back and they met Jesus, and as soon as Jesus told the woman that you have had five husbands, he operated word of knowledge. He said, the one that you are with is not your husband. When she, when she left, the disciples said, Master, eat. Jesus said, give me that's your John chapter 4. Let's start from around verse 26, 27. He said, that don't you say there are four months and then come the harvest. He said, but I want to show you a better way. Not to make your harvest a future, but the harvest now. Aye. Where is the healing? Where is the prosperity? Never say I will be fine tomorrow. As you are seated here, right now, faith is. That's what the Bible says, faith is now. Now faith is. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your dreams are not about to come true. They are already coming true. God is lifting you. Verse 28. She left her water, but she went 29. I want to show you. Come and see the man. Where Jesus said that, lift up your hands and see the other. I just want to show you that part. Go down, down. They beg him to eat. And then he told them that, uh, I dare not. Uh, what, what, what verse is that? 34, 35. Yeah. Now, Jesus said to them. Now, look at what Jesus said. Stay with that 35, please. Say not ye that there are yet four months and then there come harvest. How many people are expecting future breakthrough? This service has come to correct you. It's not the future. It is now. Faith is never in the future. Faith is now. Jesus corrected. This is what all men are saying. That it will take four months for harvest to come. He said the reason is that you are looking around you. But let me tell you how to look. Lift up your eyes when you lift up there is a sign that you want to see from god's perspective because that is when psalm 34 verse 5 will come to pass they look unto him they were lighting and their faces were not ashamed so jesus said lift up your eyes and look on the field they are what what's the next word there oh white already white already white already oh yeah there is a way you look at the account. It shows 3,028 cobble. But there is a way you look. <laughs> Glory to God. There is a way you look. Everything says that age is not your sign. You are not getting young. You are not getting married. You are a woman. You are... But there is a way you look. In that second look, you are standing at the altar. And Pastor Shola is joining. <laughs> Is somebody because are you are you are you hearing me? Glory to God. I oh sh I've heard this about from about two people. One, she ministered in a conference not too long ago, another that when they were sick and dying on the sick bed, they wrote the testimony the way they will share it in the church, as though somebody well wrote the testimony. I was so sick, I was dying. Church, help me praise God as I'm standing before you today. Some weeks ago, sickness took, almost took my life. Doctor said it was hopeless. 
But somehow, one day I felt the power of God and I got up. That's why I'm standing before you. They wrote it like that. When they were still on the sick bed. Wrote, I. When sickness saw it, it fled. Where did they get the inspiration from? That was what Jonah did. When the fish swallowed Jonah. Give me Jonah too. Yeah. A picture. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, this is why you will not be able to walk in what I'm sharing with you now if you are not praying in tongues regularly. Maybe this is the final part. Knowing what the Bible says about you will help. You also need an anointing. When Saul was ordained, they said that the anointing spirit will come, thou shalt be turned to another man. It takes another version of you to think the way I'm sharing now. Because this is not normal. What Akua does, the anointing does. That's why Paul said, do not be, not be drunk. He, he compared it. He said, what we are asking you to get drunk is not the shepherd. It's not the whiskey. It's not the brandy. It's not what we're asking you to get drunk on is the Holy Ghost. Because in both cases, when you are drunk, you don't see problems again. You see something else. Nobody sees vision like people that are drunk. As you pray in the spirit and worship at that, you need to get drunk in your room. You need to come out of that room and it's not the same person again. You don't recognize what is going on again. You are just declaring what you are seeing. I. There is a student here that you've seen a result that is not favorable. Is hereby cancelled. God will give you a new result. Don't think about how that will happen. Just watch. Are you with me? Somebody has a growth in your private part. There is a growth somewhere in a sensitive place in your body and it's growing. You can't even tell anybody about it, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is taking off your body right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't only preach with one. I see a man. You are about to complete a house. Now, this one, you are actually watching me. You are about to complete a, a house. Now you are cash strapped. Somebody is offering to help you, but it's giving you some conditions which you are not quite comfortable with, but you're about to go ahead because of pressure. I'm told to warn you. If you go ahead, you will lose the old building, lose that relationship, and lose many other valuable things. Don't. If you give God a little more time, it will help you complete that which you have started. See the spirit of the Lord. Are you with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. He told me to announce that it was healing seizure for service. Any kind of seizure. Any kind. You demon of darkness afflicting this person with seizure. I address you. Yes, I see you and I command you. Leave this body now and ne never return again. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Where was I? Jonah prayed unto God. His Lord is God. Out of the fish belly. He was still in the fish belly. But look at his prayer. I cried by the reason of my affliction. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell I cried. Thou hearest my voice. If you read further. I began to say that. 
I will perform my vow. I will give a sacrifice of praise. Salvation is of the Lord. Ah! When God heard it from him, he said, who is praying that prayer? He was still in the belly of the fish. He was talking about the vow he will pay. At a point, while Jonah started praying, he stopped seeing a picture of death. He began to see the picture of the fact that I will make it. And when I do, I will sacrifice to God. I will sow a seed. And he began to say with his mouth, he said, I cried. He didn't wait to see the answer of his child. He said, I cried and you heard me. Ah, God said, if you didn't towards there, God said to the feeder, vomit that guy. Those who pray like that, they must be vomited. Grave can come for you. But there is a way you pray. And God says to grave that those who talk like this, they don't stay in the grave. And I've told you before in the church, the Bible says that grave cannot praise thee and that grave is silent. It's in Psalm and the book of Job. If you are experienced like graveyard, begin to praise God. Grave will reject you. Because grave is determined, is designed by God not to tolerate praise. So when grave sees a praiser, he has to release you that it shows that you are not one of the inhabitants of the grave city. Is somebody blessed today? Ah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I, I wanted to go to Bala. I'm not even... <laughs> ah, let me just end with that. My time is up. <laughs> Show your time up. Um, is somebody blessed? They said, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord is God is in their midst and the shout of the king. Ah, then I went to study. Israel was defeated because they could not see from God's perspective. If Moses was with Balaam, Moses would have protested that, Balaam, no, 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 for, for, forget that. You said God has not beheld iniquity. No, these guys are chronic sinners. They frustrated Moses. They worshiped the golden calf. But God insisted that I am not seeing iniquity in Jacob. You know why? God did not see them as individuals. Instead of seeing them, he saw Jacob their father. Ah, yeah. Is that not the meaning of if any man is in Christ? Because you are in Christ. God views you through Christ, not directly. Aye. See, the picture of righteousness, right standing with God, is necessary to be able to walk in spiritual authority. Yes, These guys, one day in the wilderness, what was the reason for the rebellion? They said to Moses three times, is God in our midst? God is not in our midst. And they said, let us appoint a to go back to Egypt. They felt God was not in their midst. Because they had some temporary setbacks, some situation, no water, no manner. The God that they felt was not in their midst was telling a prophet stood on the mountain and he saw the Lord. He didn't only see God, he saw the shout of a king. But the people which he saw the shout did not know that God was with them. A man that is in honor that does not raise like a beast that perish. That's what the Bible says. If you know how many things Satan knows about you that you don't know, The same marriage you want to quit on, Satan sees treasure there. You can't see it. Why? Because you are looking at things that are obvious. 
and you are defying the warning of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the last verse. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen, they are temporal. And the things that are not seen, they are eternal. 1 Corinthians 4, 18 or 16 or 18, last verse. Why we look not at the things? Then you are violating 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. I has not seen. Ears have not heard. Christians have the ability to look at the invisible. And when you do, it will defeat the visible. Paul said, we are of the people. We do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. Why? We look at the promise of God and put it over the, and the situation will disappear. The promise will stand. How to see from God's perspective. I will take it a step further. The final part will be next week. Even though the message is broad, but I will just find a way to stop it so we can go to something else in April. April is a time that you cannot afford not to be in church. Now I'm going to ask everybody, I will say this a, a little bit about this next week. Next week's uh, first upper Saturday is April 1st. Workers meeting. I'll be praying specially for all the people even if you are not a worker, you intend to join the workers with 7 a.m., all of you be there. Be here. Workers meeting is usually from, sorry, 8 o'clock, 8 to 10. But I just been the 1st of April and the beginning of the second quarter of the year. There is a way I want to pray for all the church members. There is a, some declaration from the word of God. There are things I want to say that by the power of the Holy Spirit and under the leadership of Jesus, I want to set your next three months. So that the second quarter, because this second quarter is also a quarter of judgment. Make no mistake about it. Judgment is coming over Nigeria. Things will not continue to be as it has always been. Yes. In judgment to affect some any pastor who is playing games with people will not survive the days ahead. Because judgment will come into the house of God. The opening and finance will not continue forever. Yes. But it's also a time. This is what I don't like about judgment. No matter how carefully selected the judgment or selecting the judgment is, how selecting the judgment, when the sinners are being joined, it touches some innocent people. Pray that you are not a victim at any given time of the judgment coming. Nigeria, God is jealous over this nation. From the church to the world, it will purge Nigeria. It's not going to be like this forever. I know many have lost hope because people have... And the mistake people made is that when you pray, never put hope in any man. Man cannot be Messiah. So many people made that mistake. People continue to make that mistake over and over again. No. You cannot see. You don't even know man. Yours is that when you find a credible person, support him to the best that you can. But after you have done your part, go back to the place of prayer. It's where the answer is. You understand what I'm saying? You are free to, you should go out and locate a credible person. Don't say, I don't know what to do. A credible man cannot. If you know anybody at any level of politics, any level, that is a credible person, you, are, you should vote for such. But outside that, stay in the place of prayer because God begins to work where man is no longer working. Yes. Are you following me? I want to stop here. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask, so that, that's Saturday 1st, all of us should be there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I feel like asking everybody on your seat to just begin to pray. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to sit, sit.
Do you know that, everybody look at me, I can actually lead you if you cooperate with me and you pray seriously for the next four minutes. Certain pictures can go right now, some other ones can be formed. See, as we pray, we try to trap the thought of God towards us. Once it settles in your heart, it will manifest. This is where, they, that's why they say your mind is the battleground. It is true. Satan fight. Let a man go for deliverance 50 times. If the picture of defeat is still here, Satan will continue to win him. He fights people in this area more than any other area. But you know what? Maybe you are seeing defeat. Or you can't just seem to see. You begin to confess something great. But your heart is even sabotaging what you are saying. I do think that can happen. Because of the corporate anointing, these are the things I will talk about because they are anointing the word and some other things, they help you in letting the right picture settle. Now, because we are together as God's children this morning, the corporate anointing there is very strong. It can help your prayer. So in three minutes, I want everybody to pray. Take any posture you like and pray. If you need to address yourself right now, do it. If there is a, any kind of fear, any kind of threat that you are facing, standing before you, right, face it right now. Pray. Pray like Ezekiah did. You can shut your eyes and pray in tongues as if there's no tomorrow. And if you want to pray, you understand it's okay. But your goal is that, Lord, this image inside me, I don't want to see it. Or this image I'm trying to capture that is not really coming. Oh, today, if you need to, if there is a promise, say it with your mouth. If it's something negative, declare it will not happen. It will not happen. It will not happen. Say that to yourself over and over again. And begin to pray. Commit my help, my help comes from the Lord. I see a parent, I see a woman praying for your son right now. He has a condition right now. You can receive in three minutes an answer, and you watch that boy within a week. The situation is no more in his body.
cannot stand right now. My help comes from the Lord, the Lord which makes heaven a man. He said, he will not suffer my foot, my foot so the the Lord which Jesus. The Lord is doing so many things right now. Hallelujah. When you look back at today, it will be a day that you will call your turning point. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace and his blessings, they are on you. And you walk in the newness of this life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.